Here on today's show, we got to talk about Nikola Jokic maybe having his worst game of his career. The Denver Nuggets lose to the Los Angeles Clippers for the first time in the last nine outings. How did it happen? Why did it happen? Jamal Murray makes his return, has a good game, yet it's still not enough. We're going to talk about that today and more here on Locked On Nuggets. You are Locked On Nuggets. Your daily Denver Nuggets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Nuggets. This is your host, Swiper. This is your team every day, and we are so glad to have you with us today. Make sure that you're liking, sharing, and subscribing to the channel. We're on the way up, continuing to build up this great Lockdown Nuggets community. And, y'all, this was one of the most frustrating, the most interesting, and the one of the most uh, laughable games that I remember watching from the Denver Nuggets in quite some time. The Denver Nuggets just played the Los Angeles Clippers without Jamal Murray, without Nikola Jokic, and without Aaron Gordon, and they were able to come away with the victory. So, naturally, as many assume, because the Nuggets starting five, back together again Jamal Murray and Aaron Gordon I believe this is the first time we have seen all five of the starters play on the court together at the same time since November 4th or early November and so we all expected that this was going to be a nice coming out party for the Denver Nuggets starter this was going to be an opportunity for them to really show their stuff and what ended up happening was that the Nuggets did indeed come out really hot. Nikola Jokic in the first quarter, the Nuggets are up 34 to 20. And then it looks like they're going to go on one of these great runs versus the Los Angeles Clippers that they usually do. And they just were not able to pull it out and come away with the victory and had a lot of lapses over the course of this game. And But the thing that makes it so interesting is that the entire Denver Nuggets starting lineup. They were all in the positive at the end of the game. They were all positive in the plus minus. Nikola Jokic was a plus one. KCP was a plus two. Michael Porter, a plus four. Aaron Gordon, a plus six. Jamal Murray, a plus two. The team, they were right there. Kawhi Leonard was in the negative. But yet, the Denver Nuggets bench, double-digit minuses across the board. But yet, I can't truly say that the loss is on the bench. Now, when Jokic first goes out of the game, up 34 to 20, he comes back in the game, and the game is extremely close. By the time he comes back, I believe the score was 44 to 38 when Joker re-enters the game, which means that they went on a 10 to 18 run when he was not in the game. And what's funny about this is Joker yesterday, if you look Without looking at the field goal percentages, 22, 15, and 10, well, that sounds about right. That's his uh, ninth triple-double of the season, and it, it makes sense that this would be an opportunity for them to play a high-level game, and Joker was passing the ball. He didn't need to shoot the ball a lot. Probably took like 16, 17 shots at the most, given that he only had 22 points. But that's not the case at all. Nikola Jokic last night, 9 of 32. 9 of 32 shooting. He missed 23 shots last night. At one point in time in the first half, Joker missed nine straight shots. And I'm talking bunnies, hooks, floaters, middies, and three-pointers. He just did not have the touch that he's always had. He didn't have the touch 
and layups. He was playing almost a little bit rushed at times. Now, when he came out at the start of the second half, you know, they run that play for him on the baseline, run a couple screens for him. He gets the ball on the right wing. He ends up putting up a nice little mid-range shot over Vika Zubac. And they end up getting back in the game as well. They overtake the lead at one point when they were down four at half after being up 15 in the first half. And all that put together, Joker still was not able to put up an adequate game as a score. And so it was a really interesting game. And some of this is, it got so bad yesterday for Joker that we've talked about this before. Sometimes when Joker isn't shooting well, and especially if he's not hitting three-point shots, one of the things that he will do is that he will just start shot chucking. And he's doing it seemingly to get himself out of a funk. And yesterday, again, that was the most missed shots he's ever had at any point in time in his career. Now, I remember this yesterday, but some of y'all might remember game four versus the Minnesota Timberwolves in Minnesota. That game, I believe, he went eight of 26 in that game, if not even worse than that. It might have been eight of 29. Uh, but he went 8 of 26 or 8 of 29 in that game. And the Denver Nuggets lost that game because he missed that singular free throw when that could have put them up. And then that would have put the game away instead of it going into overtime. And they would have swept the Minnesota Timberwolves. But he wasn't able to hit the free throw. They went into overtime. They ended up losing that game. Anthony Edwards had that crazy step back versus Aaron Gordon. And then they were able to close the game out in Denver. And yesterday kind of had that feel. Not the defender, obviously, because Rudy Gobert was not out there. But Ibika Zubox, uh, Daniel Thice, they were just presenting some issues for him. And again, not relative to Jokic, but just relative to the performance last night. They He got a couple of shots blocked last night. Ibika Zubox sent one into the stands. Uh, and again, he just never seemed to be able to fully get comfortable. And obviously, you don't want to credit the L.A. Clippers defense some for that because ultimately they did that. They accomplished that. And they were able to put them in a little bit of a bind yesterday. But the interesting thing about it is that it, it would be different if Joker was just like everything he was, was contested, crazy contested. But quite literally, he was getting these little floaters, y'all, that he's shooting like 67% on. These little floaters and these pocket passes from Jamal Murray or Reggie Jackson. I mean, he was putting them up, had the wrist flick on them and everything else, and he just could not make those shots yesterday. It was confounding, and it was laughable. And I think the thing about it is, is if Nikola Jokic had a habit of doing this, then I think I myself would be upset about it. And I think that a lot of other people might be more upset about it. I know some Nuggets fans were perturbed because obviously don't like losing games, and especially to a team that you haven't lost to. And remember, the last time the Denver Nuggets lost to the Clippers, Bakuna Composite was on the roster, and I believe he closed the game for the last 17 minutes of the game. And this is when they didn't have Jamal Murray. I don't even know if MPJ played that game. I can't remember that. But then in that game, they were double teaming him off of Baku, and nobody around them could hit a shot. That was the last time this happened. This was the 2021 season. So for it to get to this point where Joker, Jamal, everybody's on the court, and they're still not able to put up good enough shots. Yeah, it was just a really surprising outing uh, for the Joker yesterday. And honestly, this absolutely tanks his season averages and, you know, it tanks his percentages as well so far in the year, which, again, is unfortunate because Joker up to this point had been having a historically great year. And obviously he still is. But that kind of game tanks him. He went from a 64 true shooting because of that game 
to a 61 true shooting. A 64 to a 61 true shooting. And it dropped his points per game to 28.6. Now, that's still a relative plus five, I think, true shooting on the year. But again, that's not Joker. That's just not Joker. And Joker now on the season, because of last night's performance, he's shooting 30% from the three-point line on the year. And now it dropped it from 57% from the field to 54.6. He played 37 minutes last night. Two of seven from three. Nine of 32 overall. So, again, it's not what you were hoping for. Definitely not what you expected. But I think the encouraging thing about this is that these are the things that happen from time to time for Joker and for any other NBA player. Sometimes they're going to get in situations where they're not going to be able to score at the level they normally would. They're going to have these really bad shooting performances. We've seen LeBron James have it. We've seen Michael Jordan have them. Shaquille O'Neal had them. Kobe Bryant's had them. Larry Bird, whoever, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, whoever is one of the elite best players of all time. They've done this before. So this is not something that is out of the norm. I think the reason why people were so surprised by it and kind of a little bit lenient about it. It's just because you just don't expect Joker to do this again. So hopefully this is just going to be a really bad game from him. Again, 23 missed shots is the most of his career. And I believe this is also including the playoffs as well. Yeah. And that's exactly the point. At least now we know Jokic is human and that's exactly right. Like when you play a game that bad and then you shoot that poorly. But the funny thing about it is, it's like I said, he was still a positive in the plus minus. We're going to talk about some more things as we get later on into the show. So there are some other reasons why the Nuggets lost this game and they were not able to win. But most importantly, if your superstar, if the best player in the world plays up to his standard, then this wouldn't be a conversation right now. So we'll see. They got the Houston Rockets on Friday. Maybe a massive bounce back where he shoots 70, 80 percent from the field. And then that way he's able to get his field goal percentage and true shooting back up on volume. But y'all, just a, really just an aberration of a performance uh, from Joker. And ultimately, again, that's a superstar. The reason why uh, they lost the game, because that's just what it means to be a superstar and the best player in the world. But y'all, we'll be back here for segment two. We're going to talk about MPJ. Got iced out at some point in time in the game. Jamal Murray made his return. Had a really good game. A really good game, shot efficiently as well, but then they were still not able to win. So we're going to talk about that and more in segment two here on Locked On Nuggets. So, y'all, right now, as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150. Again, $150 with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. And 50 bucks if your team wins. Now, if you've been thinking about getting in on the action, you can get on there, bet the NBA, you can talk bet on the NFL. This is a great app and resource to you. We got Thursday night football happening tonight for the NFL fans. We have some really great games, including the Broncos, Chargers, and the Chargers are currently the favorite at home. But this is a must-win situation for both teams. And so you can get in on the action. You didn't have Jake Browning going off versus the, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars, but again, the money was there to be had. So the app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, players, props, spreads, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season. All right, y'all. So we are back here for segment two of Locked On Nuggets, your team every day. This is your host, Swiper. Appreciate y'all. 
for being here, even after a loss that honestly a lot of people can't exactly explain. Uh, but it was still a good game on some fronts. And let's, so let's talk about Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray. So Michael Porter Jr. started the game off three for three from three-point line. I'm talking about just threes that were four feet behind the three-point line, a moving three off to the right, corner three. He was everywhere. Michael Porter Jr. had one of his most efficient games yesterday. His defense was pretty good yesterday. He was rebounding ball really well yesterday. Michael Porter Jr. in 34 minutes had 18 points and nine rebounds. He was seven of eight from the field, four of five from three, had a block, and he was a plus four in the minutes that he played yesterday. In the first quarter, Michael Porter Jr. had 11 points and three rebounds on three of three from three. He was a plus 14 in the first quarter. He had 11 points in the first quarter, and then he only scored seven more points over the course of the game, and he only missed one shot. He only missed one shot. So this is the thing. I think that Michael Porter Jr., you know, there's a clip that I even I retweeted yesterday uh, from the bubble. And I believe this is after game four when the Nuggets were down 3-1 to the Clippers. And, you know, he talks about, like, right now everything is going through Jokic and Murray, and there just was not uh, anybody else getting the ball. And he was very casual about it. Like, if we're going to beat this Clippers team, which he was right, they need to give the ball to other players and namely need to give the ball to him. And the thing is, is that Porter is, was right. The people got on him at the time because he was a rookie and because this is just not the way that typically rookies would handle themselves in press conferences. But nonetheless, he was still true and ended up hitting the game that put the the shot that put the game away in game five. That remember that corner three pointer, then the right wing where Jokic and Murray both kind of froze as the ball went up and then he made it, ran down the court. Everybody celebrated. So Porter yesterday was doing his job. He was hitting his threes. He was getting to the basket. Porter had a uh, uh, somebody where he beat somebody off the dribble, got to the basket, got a little floater off the backboard, and all of it was coming together. His whole game was working well yesterday. But then at some point in time, the Denver Nuggets just decided that they were just going to stop feeding him the basketball. So Porter was four of five from three, and then he was three of three, from two-point range yesterday. He was doing everything asked. He even got to the rim. He was getting on the glass and putting offensive rebounds back in and getting them back in position to win the game. And the thing that happened yesterday is that when they got, when things got tight, now some of this is Jamal Murray and Jokic, they kind of got into their phase a little bit where they were running a lot of two-man games. But Jokic, like I said, if Jokic has an average game, then this is not much of a conversation. The conversation is that, dang, Porter got iced out. We want to see that happen again. Don't want to see it happen again. Maybe versus the Rockets, they can give him the ball. But they got to win versus the Clippers because Joker had, if he just hit basically just an average amount of shots, he would have basically 34 and 15 and 10. Then the conversation would be different. But on the other end, because he didn't and because they lost, now the magnifying glass is being highlighted in the two-man game yesterday, which was very good. It also ultimately froze out MPJ. And so MPJ, in the second half, he was kind of relegated just to standing in the corner. And even when he was moving, um, wasn't just getting the ball, wasn't getting a lot of attention. And again, some of this is Jamal. So Jamal yesterday, he played 29 minutes, which is three minutes above his projected amount that he was supposed to play, about 26 minutes going into the game. He had 23 points on 10 of 18 shooting, extremely efficient. And he had six assists last night. 
Jamal was 10 of 18 from the field. He was 2 of 7 from 3, which means he was 8 of 11. 8 of 11 from the two-point range yesterday, which is extremely efficient. He put Zubak on isolation. He was beating multiple players off isolation. He put play. I think he might have put Paul George. It might have been Terrence Mann. He put Terrence Mann in the post and hit a nice little left-handed bucket over him. So it's not as Jamal wasn't playing well. And Jamal Murray also was a plus two in his minutes. But the thing is, is that I think because they were both trying to regain this chemistry because at the end of the half, Jamal Murray and Joker had a nice little two-man game that ended up being a couple layups for Jamal. Uh, They had a three-man action with Jamal Murray passed the ball to Joker. Joker got the ball from the floater range, and instead of hitting the floater, hit Aaron Gordon on the lob for a dunk. And again, they did the same thing as well uh, in the second half. So there was a lot of great basketball played between Joker and Murray. But when you are in a situation like yesterday, now the Clippers were not helping off of the shooters a lot. But again, like I said, this is why it's not about blaming Joker. It's not about blaming. This is just what happens. So Joker's the best player in the world. There hasn't been a gap between a player and everybody else in the league since LeBron was in his prime and everybody else was playing. So again, we've all heard me say this. Everybody knows how I feel about this. But if you're talking about last night's game, because the Clippers felt like they were getting good one-on-one defense or two-on-two defense in the pick and roll on Joker. They felt like Zubak and Tice were holding up their end of the bargain. They felt like if they got to a two-man game, because Joker wasn't hitting a shot, they were okay letting him get to those spots and hit. But here's the thing. In every other scenario with Joker, he hits those shots, the Nuggets win the game, and then now, like I said, it's not much of a conversation. Now when you go to Tyron Lue, you go to Paul George, you go to Kawhi Leonard at the game, hey, Joker has 35, 15, and 10. What do you do about it? He said, look, you know, we tried to make the looks tough for him, but he gets to a spot and he just hammers those spots from 10 feet all the way in to the rim. So that's the thing about this is if he makes his shots, then MPJ, this whole conversation doesn't exist. But what happened is, is that because the what basketball is playing, the two-man game wasn't hitting. The players that were guarding KCP or the players that were guarding MPJ, they just did not feel the need to help. And so because they didn't feel the need to help, MPJ was iced out of the game, and now it just became Jamal Murray. Nikola Jokic, can you hit enough of your shots? And yesterday, the reason they lost in those minutes, because, again, they got up and they got close to the Clippers in the fourth quarter, but they weren't able to put the game away. They even had a turnover on a two-man game. So this is what was interesting about this. Because they're just getting their synergy back, Jamal Murray had a drive, and he got all the way down to the rim. And as everybody remembers, Jamal Murray has that little nice, Flick over the head, flick over his shoulder pass that'll hit Joker on, and then Joker will hit that little floater. The ball goes insanely over Joker's head, and then they end up getting a transition dunk on it for Kawhi Leonard. And again, it's just little stuff that because Murray's been out of the lineup, this stuff is going to happen a little bit. But the good news is that Jamal Murray was able to get through a full game. Because the last time Murray came back versus the Rockets, he had that ankle sprain right with three minutes into the game that he was playing, he was able to finish the game out, but then missed some more games after that. Jamal Murray made it all the way through. The team made it all the way through. And this is the bump in the road. So this is why even like long-term prognosis, they're not going to ice out Porter in a lot more games this year. Jokic, I will be willing to bet, will never have another shooting performance like that, maybe until the playoffs or something like that. But even then, you just don't expect Joker to do that. And then Jamal Murray is going to continue to get more integrated into the system and what they're doing. 
And then even Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon had eight, six, and two last night. Aaron's going to get to play better too. His shot is going to come back at some point in time because he hasn't been shooting on the entire year so far. KCP only had four shot attempts last night, and he only had three points. So, again, even if you look at the shot distribution, nine for 32, just not how Joker typically wants to play the game. One of four, that's just not how KCP game goes. He doesn't shoot the ball just four times. So there's a lot of things that will be fixed as the season goes on. But because yesterday was the first time they were kind of playing together again, and because Joker had an aberration of a shooting night, this is just what happens. They ended up losing the game. But again, I think for a lot of Nuggets fans, you know, this is an R-E-L-A-X situation. Everybody relax. It's not going to be like this in the future, but they just happen to have a bad game. But you know, we'll go from here. But I do want to talk about the Denver Nuggets bench, which again, did have some issues that they ran into that ended up costing them a lot in the bench minute. But I also want to highlight Peyton Watson and his defense. But we'll talk about that here in segment three on Locked On Nuggets. So y'all, Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way for you to play daily fantasy sports. And it's just you against the numbers. So here's the great thing. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo predictions across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo predictions that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, you can get LeBron James plus Saquon Barkley, and you can get want to get 10 and a half combo for three points made and for receptions from Saquon Barkley. You want to play alongside some of your favorite celebrities. You have an option to do that. And Prospects also has a reboot policy so that your injuries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prospect is the only daily sports platform, sports fantasy platform, with an insurance policy like that. So make sure to go to prizepick.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit matchup to $100. All right, y'all. We are back here for segment three of Locked On Nuggets, and we got to tap into the Denver Nuggets bench. So here's the thing. Reggie Jackson, if you look at the numbers, 4 of 10 from the field, 3 of 4 from 3, had 14 points and 3 assists. Sounds like he had a good minutes. He was a minus 11 last night. Peyton Watson, 2, 3, and 3. Had a very good defensive game that I'm going to talk about here in a little bit. He was a minus 15 in those minutes yesterday. Christian Brown, 8 points and 5 rebounds. 4 of 6 from the field, minus 17. Julian Strother, 2 assists, no points, minus 9. DeAndre Jordan, four points and five rebounds, two of six from the field, minus eight. So that's the thing. If you look at the bench unit, they were a minus 11, minus 15, minus 17, minus nine, minus eight. But what I think is a lot of that comes from that first stretch when they were playing. And that first stretch that they were playing in, I think a lot of this has to do with the Clippers were staggering Paul George and James Harden versus the bench unit, which for the Clippers was in an, a great plan for them. Because James Harden yesterday had 20 points and 11 assists, and he was a plus six in his minutes. Paul George 
uh, had 25 points and eight rebounds and eight of 20 shooting, but he was a plus 11 in the minutes he played. Now, Kawhi Leonard primarily played against the Nuggets starters. He was a minus eight. And Zubak obviously played versus Joker. He had 10 points and nine rebounds, but he was a minus six in his minutes. And then Terrence Mann also played as the primary defender versus Jamal Murray, was a minus 16 in his minutes. So again, per usual, you're seeing the method to the madness for other teams. Other teams are going to say, we are going to concede the starter minutes, especially the Joker, Murray, MPJ, Gordon minutes. We're going to just, we're just going to give that up uh, because that's just the way things have gone at this point. Right now, people are more concerned with how can we get a double digit advantage on the bench unit when Joker is not in the game? That way we can either increase our lead or we can get back into the basketball game, which is what they did when Jamal Murray was not on the court. Like I said, Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, and Porter. That first quarter, they were up 34 to 20 by the time Joker comes out. He comes back in the game, it's 44 to 38. And then because the momentum had kind of been uh, seized by the Clippers, they ended up still winning the quarter. And then they ended up winning the quarter substantially to where they were up. I think it was 71 to 67, I believe, at half. And so that is just the strategy for a lot of teams right now. Sorry, it was 61 to 57. 61 to 57, the Clippers were up. And the Nuggets went 0 of 8 uh, from the three-point line in that quarter as well uh, when they started off extremely hot in the first quarter. So I think the thing is, is that the Nuggets and the bench unit, they're going to continue to have to find ways to do this. And great thing by Tyron Lue. And again, I want to give Tyron Lue credit here. He went to zone every time Jokic went out of the game. Every single time. Because when DeAndre Jordan and Reggie Jackson were in, they saw the tape from a couple weeks ago, and they said, you know what? Reggie Jackson and DeAndre Jordan, they basically beat us running pick and roll the entire game. We couldn't stop it. We couldn't stop the lob. DJ had 21 points and 13 rebounds. Reggie Jackson had 35 points and 13, and 13 assists and five rebounds. So how do we mitigate what they're best at when Jokic is not on the court? So then they literally, they literally said, we're going to go zone two, three, and say, shoot it. Go ahead and shoot and see if you can beat us as shooters. And because the uh, basketball is such a momentum-driven sport, when they started missing shots, they just kept missing over the set stretch of that second quarter. Even KCP had some wide-open attempts that he missed. Michael Porter Jr., again, only one miss, but he missed also, I think it was in that second quarter as well. So their strategy was, we're going to try to take away the best thing your bench unit can do, and then also having James Harden, and also having Paul George in the court, we're going to get down the court. We're going to get you in foul trouble. We're going to mismatch hunt. And we're going to see if you can withstand us having, you know, two all-stars on the court while you're having to figure out how the bench is going to do. So, again, I also want to be fair here. Uh, me, uh, I think Milos, Milos, I am not concerned. This is more so about what happened yesterday. Ultimately, this changes nothing for me on long-term issues for the team. This is going to take a minute for the team to figure out who they are again with Jamal on the court. But again, they're 7-2 and two on the year when Jamal has started and played in the game this year. So again, they're going to beat the brakes off people. They just had a tough spot yesterday, and there's reasons why. The bench unit, when they got put in the zone, they couldn't figure it out. Jokic, you missed 23 shots over the course of the game on 32 attempts. You're going to put yourself in a bad situation. So there's a multitude of things. but I want to highlight Peyton Watson, y'all. 
if you didn't watch the game yesterday, definitely highly encourage you to go watch it. I know it was a loss. You don't really want to see that. I get it. I've been there. I can feel like that too. But Peyton Watson was special yesterday. Paul George is one of the best wings in the NBA. One of the best two or threes, depending on where you want to slot him as position in the NBA. He's a great on-ball creator. He's a great shooter. He can get to the rim. He creates his own spots on the court. Really good. Kawhi Leonard, very similar. Very strong player. Gets to his spots, and it can be a really dominant post to mid-range player. Peyton Watson is the youngest player on the Denver Nuggets roster. He's in his second year, basically a redshirt freshman, but he didn't play a lot last season except for maybe five or six games to close the year off. His defense, if you look at some of the EPM metrics for the Denver Nuggets, he is so far the best defender on the team. And it's like like a decently sizable gap for EPM. When he is in the game, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard were actively, actively trying to get Peyton Watson off of them. Paul George, when he met up with Peyton Watson, Peyton was literally in his pocket because Peyton is a six foot seven, six foot eight wing with over seven feet wingspan, very athletic, very nimble, and a very smart high IQ player that Calvin Booth has talked about. And then on the other side of this, he has just a level of explosiveness that allowed for him to attack whatever. Paul George, literally, every time he went up for a shot versus Peyton, I mean, I'm talking about like, Peyton's right there. Kawhi Leonard puts Peyton in the post, tries to do a spin around over his right shoulder. Peyton contests, missed shot from Kawhi. Even when he was off ball and they're trying to get a score, Peyton Watson is playing on the left wing off ball. And then next thing you know, Paul George tries to get to the rim. He tries to create contact, gets the ball up. Peyton Watson blocks it. They go out on a run and it leads to another set of points for Peyton Watson and Christian Brown. So the great thing about the Denver Nuggets bench is, They're going to have to figure this stagger out a little bit better. But Christian Brown and Peyton Watson, when they're on the court together, their offense suffers because neither one of them are direct positive offensive players yet. But when they're on the court defensively, man, those dudes are special. So I really want to shout out Peyton Watson. Even in a loss yesterday, the numbers say, you know, he was a minus 15, but that's not – I mean, Peyton's offense obviously was not helping. But his defense was really incredible yesterday. But they're just going to have to continue to find out ways to get offense going with that bench unit, y'all. But again, it was a tough loss. Definitely didn't want to see it. Didn't expect it. Joker had maybe his worst shooting game of his career. Maybe his worst game at least of the season last night. Don't expect that to happen again on the Rockets. Uh, Jamal Murray's back. Aaron Gordon, MPJ, KCP are all going to be playing again, again on Friday. So we'll see. Again, not nothing to trip about, but it is what it is. But y'all, this has been Locked On Nuggets. Make sure y'all like, share, and subscribe. We've given you daily, daily Denver Nuggets content during the week. Y'all know what time it is. On behalf of myself, Adam Mades, Matt Moore, we will see y'all on the other side.